0: greetings from Godfrey House Headquarters uh, to everyone uh, watching or listening today. Good evening, good evening to you if you're in Nigeria and South Africa, and a good afternoon to you, to our listeners and folks uh, listening to us from North America and South America. I would like to ask, how has your week been so far? By um, this time, uh, obviously, for all those of us in, at HQ, we continue to have tribe online and we ask that god continue to shield us uh, through this pandemic uh keeping us away from all evil and hiding us in a secret place in jesus name uh, do remember to continue to adhere to your infection prevention protocols and you know, wash your hands as often as possible and of course use hand sanitizers and wear your masks in public places we thank god for the new month of september um, Give glory to God for His protection all the way through August into September. Please don't miss communion service on Saturday and of course the prayers too. And of course, remember uh, GF 11 this month. Hallelujah. God bless us as we celebrate uh, the expansion of the kingdom through Godfrey House for 11 years. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for uh, another time, in your presence this Wednesday. We ask that you come and teach us things that we do not know remind us things that we know already and show us ways that we can even be uh, better christians uh, to follow you more and even be, have more impact even uh, in your kingdom for your kingdom uh, in the world we are in let your name be glorified the end of this and let no one live here the same way they came in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen okay um, today we are beginning with the study of the book of James, the book of James, so this is not um, the book of James color or James um, Brown or James Bond or even James Madison for those of us that watch Premier League, uh, I think it was Leicester City. Um, uh, this is another James entirely, you know, that you probably have not met uh, in person but it's not a James that you have met in person either. So, um, who is this James that we're studying? Who, who, who wrote this book in the Bible? What, what's it about him? I mean, why should we take, um, um, how should we uh, look at him as we study him? I've studied the book he has written uh, for us uh, over 2000 years ago uh, to help us in our work. Uh, in a Christian walk. Okay, uh, so we're going to start by talking about who James is, who James is, and um, uh, if we bring up the slide that we have that shows uh, who James is, uh, the James we're talking about here is the half-brother of Jesus. Oh yes, uh, Jesus, uh, Lord and Savior, he had half-brothers and maybe one or two half-sisters. Um, how do I know that? Let's check, let's check the Bible. I think Mary had other children. There are some parts of the Bible that actually mentioned some names like Jude, a few other people. But let's let's go. Let's go back in history and just check what how I think this came about. If you go to Matthew 118, you know, let's talk about the story of you know uh, Joseph and Mary. So this was in Matthew 118 it says can leave it off, uh, uh, we are talking about Brother James now. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born, okay? His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage, to, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph to whom she was engaged, this is Joseph, James' father, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. Good guy. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Okay, now let's jump to verse 24 and 25. So, in that, the angel appeared to him, don't be afraid, you know, this is what God wanted, Mary is going to be pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But then, 24, 25 says, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel that the Lord has commanded and took Mary as his wife. But, this is where it comes in, but Joseph did not have sexual relations with her, which is Mary, until her son, which is Jesus, was born. Joseph named that son Jesus okay so that means after Jesus was born by Immaculate Conception as written and we all know in the Bible Joseph actually was married to Mary and they had sexual relations and obviously had other children so Jesus had half-brothers Joseph was not his father but Joseph and Mary had other children consummated through marriage James was one of those children. While I was reading that, you know, something came to my mind. I was thinking, wait, 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 wait. did Joseph even, I mean, I asked myself the question, did Joseph go around announcing to the world that, hey, guys, guys, you know, that's pregnancy Mary's carrying. That one is no minor, you know, you know. So, or did Mary himself, you know, go about saying, you know, this one. I don't think they kind of shared that. Maybe I've shared one or two confidence, but like like Mary shared with her, was it Elizabeth? You know, but I don't think it was public information initially. You know, so so I mean, I was just thinking that maybe some things are just for a few years, you know, until such a time when you can make such information available for general consumption. Especially between people that have relationships. Um, well, I'm I even digressing so much into that area. Let's talk more about James. So so we think James came in as a son of both Mary and Joseph. Okay, so now we've established that how was it you can bring back that side about bro james bro james you know let's let's see let's let's talk a bit more about james so that people can kind of visualize where it's coming from so how do you think it was for james growing up you know there was no james back then he was probably called jacob i think the original translation was jacob means james but so how was he when he was growing up you know i mean with jesus as an older brother oh it must have been tough I can imagine. I mean well, of course we fast forward the Bible to the time when Jesus was already getting baptized, 30 something years old, but 30 years old I think. But can you imagine living with a senior brother like Jesus? Think about it. You know, I mean James was like, being the original person like got most of the questions that we get today. Can't you just be like Jesus? From people around him. You know, that that's James in the middle there. If you look at that cartoon, looking bewildered, be you know. Why can't you just be like Jesus, James, you know, tough, tough with to grow up. I can imagine him going to some parties and they're calling him James, the wine has finished, though. You know, maybe after Jesus had a ton of water to wine, that, uh, he's not your brother, can't you do the same thing? Or even, you know, I mean, for uh, James, you know, I have some bread and fish here, can you do something for us? James Must have had a tough time growing up. I dare to say that maybe out of peer pressure might have tried it might have almost drowned once. You get that uh, if you think about what Jesus did on water. So the, the 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 take here is please, please as parents let's resist the urge of comparing children to compare children, you know. And our prayer is that all our children in God's way of house will accomplish their destinies in their generation in Jesus' name. And they say big amen to that. Something else about uh, Brother James um, so so is a bro in Christian faith and also a brother uh, to, to Jesus is James was actually and on the most serious now James was actually the first bishop in that palace in Jerusalem. Okay, and so there was a synergy between James and Paul. Uh, as we read and we studied uh, one of Paul's letters in Ephesians throughout for the past couple of weeks, and then of course uh, there's Peter in that mix too. So if you check Galatians 1:18 and 19, it says here that then three years this is Paul talking about James now. He says then three years later I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, Peter the apostle, right, the one that was the disciple of Jesus, and I stayed with Peter for about half a month. Then. So he said, the only other apostle that I met at that time was James, the Lord's brother. Okay, so notice that I didn't say James, the brother of the Lord. I said the Lord's. So that means there might be any James, but the James that I met was the one that was the brother of our Lord Jesus. So even Peter acknowledged, and Paul acknowledged the fact that James, you know, was the Lord's brother. So We get to know more about James, you know, as I interacted. So, so, we had James, Paul, Peter existing in the same space, in the same synagogue as the case may be sometimes, in the same generation as the case may be. And I'm sure there might have been some friction. Why, why do I think that there was some friction? Why, you know, we're talking about Peter, I mean, top disciple. I mean, this and P- Peter rode with Jesus live and direct throughout Jesus' ministry. So, Peter was. Yeah, I mean, Jesus gave him some serious assignments. Paul, Paul was a mega apostle. And I mean, that's the the, the prime, the, the, the optimal prime uh, for, for those that don't understand of you know apostles. You know, so so I mean, but Paul was very gentle focused. And then the two of them, Paul and Peter, now existing around James in Jerusalem, where Jesus kind of you know uh, uh came out from and James being the brother of Jesus he grew up with Jesus and he was a Jew uh, he was kind of focused on you know getting the Jews the truth of salvation and, and there these three people meeting in the same place trust me that with friction because they could all have a chip on their shoulders that I rode with Christ me I lived with him from when he was born me, it gave me an assignment. It spoke to me directly, you know, and, and gave me an assignment. But remember, these three guys had the same objective. They were focused on general interest. So, what's our take here? James was focused on general interest, and we we'll find out find that out when we open, uh, start reading the book of James. Now, we 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 say here that just let's be careful of, that we ourselves and people around us don't think our way is the only way. Okay, there are so many ways that things can get done, especially when it comes to uh, people getting saved or tasks being accomplished. Jesus is the only one who can say, I am the way. He's the only one that has a claim to say the used word only. And so let's understand that God can accomplish his mission through different people. Now, what are some of the mega things around the book of James that I want to just kind of have at the back of my mind as, as we go through the next couple of weeks? One, uh, we know that James uh, looks a bit like the Old Testament book of Proverbs, the way it was written, very punchy, you know, it's it's almost like they say it's Proverbs, you know, dressed up, you know, as a New Testament book. That's That's almost what James is like, very direct, very punchy, you know. Uh, James, the book of James was likely the first book that was written in the New Testament. I mean, not chronologically, I mean, when I, chronologically, I mean, chronologically, I mean, probably the first one that was written, then the others were written after the book of James. Of course, the arrangement in the Bible is different, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, etc. But in terms of time-wise, probably the one that was written first. It's very consistent and focused on practical action and the life of faith, okay? It um, encourages God's people to act like God's people. Not speak about being God's people to act. I think that, act it out that you're a child of God. It's incredible. and you'll see more of that as we go through the week, weeks rather. Okay, the books, the pages are filled with direct commands to pursue a life of holiness. Okay, and James takes no prisoners. Just watch out as we read the books. You know, it just goes straight for the juggler almost all the time. It takes no prisoners, makes no excuses for people. Uh, for those that don't measure up. And it's very clear that if your faith doesn't produce live like real life changes, then it's not really, you know, it, it's not valuable yet. Okay, so let's let's draw some analogies before we we, we, we read through uh, the first few um, um, verses. Today, we're going to read through verses one to eight of, of James, but let's draw some analogies. Okay, we've all heard about fake products, right? Fake products are products that you know, you think they can deliver certain things for you. Uh, you have promised that, you know, this product can do XYZ, but by the time you use the product, you know, it, it fell your hand, as, as the you, you are disappointed. I mean, you can think about, think about that product that you thought to make your clothes cleaner. By the time you used it, it wasn't what was advertised, or that one that you bought, you know, if you're looking at me, you know, I'm talking about you now, <laughs> that you thought to make your teeth whiter. Well, it didn't really work, you know that product, Don't please don't type any product in the, in the chat room, please, we don't want to get or some food that by the time you saw the picture, you were like, man, by the time I taste this seafood ochre or something that made it meant to by the time they serve it to you, you like, ah, this thing is not what I saw now, okay? Think about that, you know, how disappointing that can be, you know, or is it you, those of us that, I, Mark, I said those of us, so those of us, not people that want slimmer waste. I mean, how many products have we bought that uh, slimmer waists in in two weeks, a slimmer waste in three days, even some maybe hours? fell your hand. Think about those products. Now, now let's. In fact, I I know. Um, I even had that. There's a particular brand of very popular phone that there's a fake of it. I mean, you can put up that uh, that that image of of of, of, of yeah. One of this is fake, right? So it's, it's, it looks real and does some of the real things, that one of the things that the real phone does, but it's still not as advertised. So, so we have perfumes, diet plans, a lot of things. So let's take this analogy and throw it into the Christian, Christendom. Christians also advertise in Christianese, let's be real to ourselves, we do it. We have phrases like, Jesus is the answer. We have phrases like, just believe in God. Follow me to church. It is well. Those are common phrases that we use. And people that don't know us well might just, oh yeah, final solution, you know, 100%. I don't even need to call a friend or, you know, or do 50-50. But we now get to a place where we as Christians will make claims that even we ourselves, we're often guilty of contradicting them with our own actions so we can talk about the fake products, but are we also living our original life? James is going to challenge us about this. You know, While we're professing to trust God, to be God's children, do we still cling tightly to the values of the world? James is going to challenge us through this. You know, While we possess the right answers, can we say that we are really living the gospel with our lives? Are we doing what we say we should be doing as Christians? Are we behaving as advertised? Okay? So if we put that in Christian parlance, and before I go into, we you know, remember I always talk about the new word alert. So the new word alert for this week is Pharisaical. Sariseikal just means what it is from the Pharisees. You know, you have to say and do the same thing. It's like saying one thing and doing another, so don't be farrishical. So how do we check ourselves? That's, that's the, the new word alert. How do we check ourselves? How do we reset? Let's take a look at James, and I will we'll do that over the next few weeks, let's take a look at James and see how we reset. So read James chapter 1 verses 1 to 8. And now we know a bit about Brother James, where it's coming from, how he grew up. It says here, this is a letter from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, and writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad, greetings. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity to for great joy. For you know that when your food is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, will be perfect and complete needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask a generous God and will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you are asking, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person that, is divided, that has divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not be expected to receive anything from the Lord. The loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do we we'll stop there for today let's dissect these eight verses quickly and see how it can help us not to be pharistical so james 1 the letter is from james a slave of god this is james that was god's brother and that was jesus half-brother saying is the slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad, greetings this chap could have written many other things to start his letter You know, he could have written that I wrote with Jesus for, 30, for almost 30 years before you all got, got to know him he could have written so many different things but he started by saying that look, I am a bond servant of the Lord I mean, look at, look at his entry You know, you notice that he's also talking about the 12 tribes, which ties to his strong link to the Jews. You know, he still considers that structure as being whole. Okay? You probably hardly see uh, Paul talking about 12 tribes, but maybe he did a couple of times. But James was very focused on that. Okay? But even with that, you know, It did not impact his general interest. Like we mentioned, at some point in time, he still gave in and allowed, and, and still agreed that yes, this gospel belongs to Gentiles too, and he was involved in that process when Peter was trying to make sure that the Gentiles were accepted, okay? The interesting fact that you know about him is also that this guy was devoted to prayer. I think historical facts said something about his knees developing calluses, like Kamel, I mean, he spent a lot of time on his knees. Okay, so the question from chapter 1 is, from verse 1 rather is, Would you rather be a bond servant to God and be connected to Him, even though you know there's freedom in Him, or be a free person by yourself but disconnected from God? You answer that question yourself. Would you rather be a free person, disconnected from God, or a bond servant to God in Him? Okay, so just think about as yourself. Verse 2 to 4, we'll long to verses 2 to 4 together, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, troubles can mean trials, can mean temptations, it can mean testing, I'm wondering why they all start with T. Anyway, of any kind, if it comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, it's all about your faith. Remember what Pastor taught us? It's all about your faith. Your faith is tested. Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. May you be perfect and complete in Jesus' name. James goes straight to the point. You know, I mean, it did not it didn't even start addressing. It just goes straight to the point. Like, dude, guys, there'll be trouble. But when the trouble comes, you know, have a possible outlook. That's, that's James. It might, maybe it's tied to the way you grew up. We talked about that, you know, growing up under, you know, Jesus being an older brother, he must have gone through quite a bit. But we see, what he's trying to tell us here is that we can't really know the strength of our character, okay, until we see how we react under pressure. We can't. You know, it's, it's the, the question we can ask ourselves is, you know, we may find that being kind to others is easier when things are going well. But will we still be kind when others treat us unfairly? Are you still kind when people treat you unfairly? Are you? You know, that's testing. Those are trials. Those are temptations. God wants to develop us into complete human beings, not simply insulating us from pain. I mean, when I talk about pain and endurance is think about the easiest, easiest analogy that comes to us is folks that go to the gym okay folks that go to the gym and you pump iron as they call it resistance to, to, to your muscles and over time you develop muscles you don't just develop muscles by laying down it has to be some kind of resistance and doing enduring true trials generates a whole person seasoned experienced well developed and fully trained it gives us the life skills to see our blind spots and anticipate mistakes before we make them because of experience. Okay? So, please don't complain too much about your struggles, but see them as opportunities for growth. Ask God for wisdom. I will say about to do that in a minute uh, to help solve uh, your problems and give you strength to endure them. We need to also be patient in that process. You need to be patient in that process. And God will not leave you alone in your problems in Jesus' name. Okay? So, remember, James did not say, if trouble comes, he says, when it does. Okay? But please, word of caution, don't pretend to be happy when you are facing pain. Don't pretend to be happy. Just what is he's saying is, have a positive outlook. Consider it an opportunity for growth because the troubles you have will strengthen you and develop your character. Okay, so how do we even go through this? You know, the Bible sometimes when verses come after the other, they're not really isolated. This is telling us now in verse 5 you know, how do we get wisdom to go through these things that we're talking about? How? Verse 5 says, If you need wisdom, ask keyword ask. A generous god another keyword generous god and he will give it to you he will not rebuke you for asking i think james is trying to tell us how to handle verses two three and four okay wisdom like we've said many times is knowledge in action okay god can assist you with either knowledge you know, don't know something before. The Bible says the Holy Spirit reminds us of, of all things. Like something, some, something somebody told you a long time ago, you learned it a long time ago, you forgot about it. Holy Spirit can remind you. Or action, which is the time to do something, uh, the ability to move forward, to know when to do it. So, wisdom is knowledge plus action. So, what James is saying is you can ask God for wisdom, which includes knowledge plus action. And God can assist you with both or either to get you going. So you might want to do something and God tells you how to do it. Or you might know something and God tells you when to do it. Wisdom, right there. So the wisdom has three characters. It has to be practical. Okay, Uh, God's wisdom relates to us even during our most trying times. Okay, Uh, an intelligent person may have profound ideas, but the wise person puts those profound ideas into use in order to choose the best course of action. Wisdom, knowledge plus action. And nothing about God's wisdom is that it is divine. You know, God's wisdom goes beyond common sense. Yeah, you know, some people call that joke that um, how they say now that sense won't kill me. Sense will not kill you in Jesus' name. You know, but Jesus will give you wisdom. You know, God's wisdom goes beyond common sense. Okay, uh, common sense does not help us react just in the middle of adversity. Mm-mm. Okay. God's wisdom, however, begins with respect for him and leads us to follow his direction and increase the ability to tell right from wrong, okay? And of course, the wisdom that God gives is also Christ-like, okay? When we ask for wisdom, by just asking that, how can I be more like Christ? How? How can I be more as advertised? How can I be less of a fake product? We know we're growing every day, being more like Christ, every day. Nobody's perfect. But you have to make that conscious effort to strive to be more like Christ. That includes wisdom. Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 1:24. I think uh, that you know Christ is a wisdom of God. Okay. But how, how do we even get this wisdom practically? How how do we do that? Okay. I think one of the easiest ways is reading the word of God read your bible pray every day listen to the spirit you pray you listen i mean uh, there are many ways that we're getting that done uh, in church remember next step six over six new christian reality classes helps you to know how to hear from god how do you get to know these things log, log into six over six next steps read your bible you are here in tribe you are gaining wisdom Knowledge. Take some things you've learned here today, act on it. Kaboom, wisdom. So, read your Bible, read your devotional, fresh fire. I mean, study the Word of God, pray, listen to the Spirit. By the way, before we leave, um, 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 verse five. Um, before, excuse me, we we'll proceed. That verse is also a pivotal verse for students, entrepreneurs, people that have if you're in a tight spot, it's a pivotal verse for you. Mm. Think about it. It says when you need wisdom, if you need wisdom, okay? We all need wisdom. So I think if there is just, you need wisdom. All of us need it. Ask a generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Hey, students, you know, you've read, you know, um, you've read, it's time for the exam. Pray this verse. Father I've read. Please give me wisdom during the exam. It reminds you the right things for the right questions, but you have to have read first. The knowledge is there. It's not going to tell you how to apply that knowledge in the exam. Good prayer for students. Interpreting it the same way. You know, you want to do something and it just reminds you, oh, this is how you you can do it. They've called you for a meeting. It's time to take some action. What I present? It reminds you that knowledge that you gained two years ago, three years ago, maybe from entrepreneurial classes at GFH. You never know. By the way, the God Entrepreneur Program on Sunday, the bomb, in a good way. So if, uh, you need to uh, find a way to connect to that if, if possible, if, if uh, that are made available. So please remember. Those prayers are still very valid uh, for students, entrepreneurs. Verses 6 to 8, let's lump that together as we kind of try to wrap up quickly this this evening. It says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is of God alone, don't waver." For a person who has divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Loyalty is divided, that is their loyalty divided, between God and the world and they're unstable in everything they do. This verse just tells us that if you see the waves on the ocean, you know, constant rolling of waves, you can see how restless they are. And even the calm wave, you can see restless still moving, you know, subject to different forces the wind, gravity, tides, you know, just, and they can be very destructive too, if, if, you know, if, if they're really high waves. It's just saying that divided loyalty can leave a person us unsettled. Can leave, can make people destructive and restless. So why do we, why should we have divided loyalty if it's going to make us restless? Okay, if we want to stop being tossed about, okay, we need to rely on God. That God will show us the best path. We need to ask Him for wisdom. He says He will not rebuke us for asking, and trust, which is where the patience comes in, the endurance comes in. That you will give it to us. Don't be a restless wave, okay? So so because people that are not they have very the loyalty like the waves. They are not really convinced that God's way is the best, you know. So 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 sometimes when we're in that phase, you know, we we, we treat God's word like it's uh, maybe from a human source. You know, that's what he or she thinks. You know, I, I if I want to follow it, I won't follow it. If I will, I will. If I won't, I won't. You know, we we kind of start balancing things out. But like you said, listen to God yourself, read your Bible. God never contradicts himself. It doesn't. You know, so so let's continue to make sure that we are not moving in between ideas, saying that, okay, um, today I'm going to have allegiance to my feelings, you know, what what, what I feel, my logic. Uh, The world's ideas, and then tomorrow I'll pick up my Bible and decide to read what God tells me to do. No, no, you, you have, you can't be unsettled like a wave like that. That can be also destructive. You have to choose one side. So the question from this six, seven, and eight that I have for us is: Are you living in the middle? Are you living in the middle of the world's ideas and God's commands? Are you just treading that line, cautiously balancing it. That's how to be an unsettled wave. You have to choose to be on the side of God's commands. That's the only way you can be settled. That's the only way you can be settled. And if you're listening uh, to us this evening and you're still in the middle, just think about it. God's faithfulness endures forever. He loves you. He wants you to be on his side. He doesn't want you to be tossed about like a wave, unsettled. Just ask him to come into your life, that you want to be settled. You want to be on his side, constantly. Ask him for the wisdom required to do that. And he will not rebuke you for asking him. He will not rebuke you. He has said it there. He will not rebuke you. So do that today if you are in the middle. And for those of us that are on God's side, remember... Let's continue to behave as advertised. God bless you as you've listened to his word in Jesus mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. I think um, we might have made a time contract. If, if pastor is on the call, I think uh, it's a good time to see if I can call a friend. Oh, is Good afternoon, Pastor Femi. i can't hear him yet okay
1: i said hi can you hear me now yes i can can hear you now okay i said well done
0: (laughs) good good exposition (laughs) okay um so it's time for questions and answers sorry uh ladies and gentlemen that you were hearing and uh, boys and girls um i could have reminded us to um put a question in the chat room and um see if you can answer them. So uh, I'm doing that a bit late, but I suspect there may be one or two questions in there. So um, I'm checking now to see the questions. And um, while I'm checking, um, let me see if anybody sees, Salafen, please, if you see anyone, um, okay. please let me know. But while that is coming up, let me ask you one or two questions too. So, <laughs> so in, in your, in your in your, in your work with God, you know, I mean, many, many years of um, pastoral work, uh, 11 years, uh, or, of God's really House, Have you ever been in that situation where it was a Paul, Peter, James situation? Maybe you're in the same room with certain people that have assignment in God's kingdom, you know, the potential for friction. Well, how, how did you manage that? You know, I mean... Any real-life examples of of that? Kind well, of
1: I mean, I, I have several wow. and uh, loads and loads of such examples because I I find myself among spiritual heavyweights, you know, time and time again, you know. So um, it's it's pretty really easy for me in the sense that uh, I I just take I just take the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I let the <clears throat> I let the um, big, big boys, you know, uh, do the speaking and all that. The thing time I find uh, challenging are the times where um, I have high-powered people. Then they call me to speak. You know, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so I look around. I see Paul. I see Peter. I see, you know, John. I see Bartholomew. I see, you know, it's put on unquote right. And and they give me the mic. You know, and I'm like, what have I? What am I was supposed to say? <laughs> I think at that at those times, actually, uh, perfect opportunities for us to depend on the one that has called us. So, um, so, yes, thank God for the Pauls, thank God for the Peters, thank God for the, you know, and the same God has called me and has given me a message and has anointed me and has given me a commission. So I stay focused on uh, it's, like, it's like digging deep into um, this is who I am in God, <laughs> you know, and this is what God has called me to do, and this is the message he has put in my mouth. And I just say it and,
0: and leave the rest to God. Yeah. Amen. I hope that helps. Amen. Yeah, it, it does help. Yeah, while we're speaking, I remember your conversation with um Daddy Gio, back in, the, back in the days, you know, when you were in the same room and he would exchanged some, some um, yeah, he told you a few things back then, yeah, so, it's good, 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 good one, Pastor Femi. Before you go on, so, you so,
1: say, can I say one or two things? Um, yes. <clears> throat> throat> okay, so, when you were reading at US, and you said, James, the born servant of Jesus, you know, That is huge. I mean, you know, and and the follow-up question we asked is, would you rather be a bond servant of, in God, than be free in your own, by yourself? You could have said, James, the brother of Jesus. Mm. You know, and that would have been correct. (laughs) You know? yeah. But he said James the bond servant. he could have said James the servant of Jesus. But he said the bond servant. You know, as as I mean, we talked several times that the being a servant is 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 is, uh, is, is humble enough. Now, being a bond servant, a, a bond servant. You know, the concept of the bond servant is is that after every seven years there's a jubilee I mean th- no, not 50 years but seven 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 forty nine in the 50 the 50th year you have the jubilee so if you have a, a servant at the, at the 50th year and they have served you for 50 years they are free to go they're actually free to go that's their jubilee now if you have a servant somebody that has served you for years, and is now free to go and says that I choose to be with my master. <laughs> you know what I was, I have the choice of walking away. But now no. I am not taking the jubilee. But no, then the Bible says they will take their ears and drive a nail to it to the wall of their master. So they usually will have a hole on their ears hmm. to show that um, I'm a bond servant of this house. In other words, I am. I have transcended being a son. I have transcended being a servant. I have. I have a choice to be free, but I've chosen to be serve, of service to this king. Hmm. Hmm. That is unbelievable surrender. You know, unbelievable.
0: That's. Uh... It's, it's gone beyond uh, familiarity because, like, like you said, say, ah, Jesus, we're in the same room now. How can I be a bunch to this dude? How can I can't even be a servant?" <laughs> can be me? No. So we roll together, me and Jesus. Yeah.
1: Particularly if you have, if you have siblings, you know. I mean, I mean, when you talk about older, older ones, you know, that are exceptional. I have, you know, two older ones that are exceptional in their in their callings and their fields, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have children, you know how they, they will compete for stuff. I mean, why why should I get up for you? You know, and, and stuff. <laughs> but, James, you know, yeah. I mean, James, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing. So, um, how do you have any thoughts to share? I mean, I, I don't want to go, I, I'm holding myself back. <laughs> I should I tell, you know how do you um, how do I frame, frame this? How do you see more freedom in not just being a servant, but being a bond servant of Jesus than being a free person, without a call of God upon your life? How, how do you move? Do you, do you want to share any of those? Any thoughts with us
0: on that? I, 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 think, I, I think it's all about perspective. You know, uh, perspective from the sense that if you're selfish, you think that f- being free by yourself you know, is the best thing in the whole world. Oh. Which is what the world, you know? I mean, your own master, your own lord, you can think decision yourself, you know, your own small g god as the case may be. It's very tempting, you know, very in your face, very liberating. In quotes, but if you, if you step away from that selfishness about me, 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 and come to the other side of like, how can I help somebody else? Oh. How can I the kingdom work? How oh. can I add value somewhere else apart from myself? Then you get into that bond servant kind of oh. spectrum, that area. And the f- the truth about it is in that spectrum there is so much freedom uh-huh. because the freedom is because there is god guarding us from all mm-hmm. sides because uh-huh. now you know I mean, you're yeah, my bottom right there's uh-huh. certain rubbish that don't come near you because they're like ah no leave that guy you know uh-huh. you know, he's god, he's, uh, uh-huh. you know? So, so we don't see that when we're selfish i think we're coming and it's even to be by ourselves and you know you're rolling for a bit but like the wise people say, you know, they say you can really you can go you can go faster alone oh. but with people, you can go a lot further, oh. a lot further I mean, I look at it in that sense that look, it's does to be with you know, bond someone with Lord and Master, people with the same ideology, we are together uh-huh. moving forward, they are being free everybody has their only two ideas of freedom and it's chaos at the end of the day uh-huh. just some analogy from, from our perspective Oh, beautiful. Being... Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Okay. 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 So so um I don't see um by the way today my my device is not pulling so I don't see any questions today, and um so so uh if uh, one more question for you that I have yeah uh, Pastor okay. did you have any other wisdom uh nuggets for? For students, especially on undergraduates, you know, because um, I I know you, I mean you, you studied a tough, mathematically inclined course in, in the university too. You know, when you talk about wisdom, asking for wisdom, you know, I was talking about make sure you read your book first before you start. um, time Do you have any nuggets of wisdom for uh, undergraduates that might be listening today? Uh, so.
1: Okay, okay. Um... Ah, what what I would say is, I mean, just to piggyback on what you have said, which is, you read your books first, you know, before you start asking for um, divine wisdom. And of course, you can ask for divine wisdom to help you understand your books. But you know, after that, you, you, you know, then you can keep praying. But it does not absorb you of that responsibility. You know, I, I remember years ago, I was in I was in Vinland and. I had this i wasn't saved you know and i had this testimony supposed testimony (laughs) i think i've shared it before of it was a lady that did not go for classes she was doing evangelism she would not and all of a sudden she discovered that exam or you know exam was you know approaching and she panicked and she couldn't read and she said she went to the exam or you know, with anointed academie and she prayed on her on her empty um, um answer sheets you know and the, the the lecturer that was marking it put double question marks on it you know and the person that was record that was all this you know I mean and the person that was recording it now records seventy seven percent for her you know <laughs> <laughs> I said, pray. <laughs> <So much. laughs> I so was funny. like, I kid you not, it's real life story. And I was like, I was confused. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't saved, but I said, that's fraud. That's not God. You know, I mean,
0: okay. you can't go through life like that.
1: You can't go through life like that. How many? <laughs> okay, <you laughs> that means you will keep been and prayed that some someone will be putting double question mark and the person will be recording some without developing yourself bit. Mean. So, I, I mean, I was like, this people are not serious. serious. I think I just walked out of that fellowship at that day or something. And then I was like, I mean, well, rubbish. You know? And, you know, now being saved, I see a lot of people doing that. So, well, I would say, guys, um, God has given you a mind that is the mind of Christ. There's no concept that you cannot understand there's no difficult equation that you cannot break down so my advice is accept you have the mind of christ and go ahead and excel okay amen amen, amen. so amen. Pastor Bolaji, before before you wrap up you know, <laughs> you. you know i mean i've just been this book of james if you know how it's been, it's been big on my mind for Weeks and weeks, you know, you know. Before I got the release, I wish to study. If you look at, you said in your teaching that James was the first bishop of Jerusalem after Pentecost. Now, if you follow the accounts, James did not believe in Christ while he was alive. Yeah. It, it didn't. Yeah. It, it was falling, it was falling at the distance. It was actually at the cross when Jesus was crucified. But Jesus did not say to, 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 the, to, to him, behold your, your son, mother, behold your child. Jesus looked at John and handed his mother yeah. over to John, not to James. You know, that's enough to, to upset anybody. You know <laughs> that, you know <laughs> that I lived in this guy's shadow all my life. Now it's now time for me. It's going. It's not time for me to be the head of the family I do not even about my mother to our cousin who is <laughs> his friend. But that's not even where I'm going. James gave his life to Jesus around that period of, of, of Golgotha, of the, the Calvary of, of Pentecost and all that. Mm-hmm. And in three years or less, in three years or less, James became the bishop. I think he was the first bishop of Jerusalem. It was. We had James. Sorry, we had Peter. We had John. We had Philip. We had Thaddeus. We had... Um, um, the other disciples, yeah. The other disciples. I see people struggle and say hey eh, i've been in this church before him i've been here before her how come she's the leader how come a eh, pastor is now making that person the leader and eh, there's favoritism in this place and eh, there's eh. a <laughs> <laughs> you know? no guys calm down read the bible it is not how long You've been in a place, it's good to be, staying in a place for, for long, I mean, if you check, Peter still fulfilled his destiny. John still fulfilled his destiny, you know, but when God chooses someone that you think is junior to you, just respect it. What's that, what has been your experience with that, first of all? You've been around for a while, too, so yeah. tell us
0: well for, for me i mean that's that's pretty straightforward for for, for me i mean I, i've always had that analogy in my mind you know even before i became you know a, a minister that you know of all the people in um, israel at that time why would even Jesus, when he started getting disciples he picked two from the same family you know i mean it's hey. also there is, no, there is no fairness in that. I mean, should have shared at least shared it a bit. But it's also, so sometimes the feelings of God to mm. the common sense is not is not fair. You know, it's mm. not in pages. But we see it in. I mean, unless we want to be blind, we see it in many parts of the Bible. How the last, you know, becomes the first. The first mm. becomes the last. I mean, it's just in many books. Check the Bible. That's just the, the most. People that are not obvious are the people that get and people that are obvious sometimes, you know. So, so it's it, it's something that if, if you really want to sit back and not like we said, hey, be selfish and think me, 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 think about it carefully. God always has a plan, you know. Your plan, God's plan for you is not that person's plan, it's not, it's not the same thing. It is not, <laughs> stay, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to use the word stay in your lane, but just know that God's plan for you is the best plan for you. Amen, amen,
1: amen, okay, so <laughs> okay. let me, let me thank, stop thank here, today. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Master Balaji, amazing, amazing teaching, um, thank you, everybody that has joined us today, I'm sure you've had an amazing time And um, don't miss a single part of this book of James, you know, as God himself will bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, and so it is that shall be, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, Okay, so thank you, uh, Pastor Palaji. Um, Just from the house, let's remember that these are here lifting. And Mm -hmm. we are lifted all the way. way. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. The devil had to of